W263AI Murfreesboro. W270AF Murfreesboro. WGNS Murfreesboro. This is FM 100.5, 101.9, AM 1450, and WGNSRadio.com. Rutherford County's Place to Talk. Stand by, Rutherford County. The WGNS Action Line continues a search for truth. News time right now, 817. You're tuned in to WGNS on this Tuesday morning, today, the 9th of February. And we are now headed to St. Thomas Rutherford. Dr. Ramya joins us this morning. How are you? I'm good. Thank you. Well, thank you for joining us. And I guess this morning, just to kick it off, we're going to be talking about the heart. It is Heart Month. And this is why, you know, February Heart Month, it it was created so people would be more aware of their heart and the many issues that could go along with the heart that are negative, but then also all the positives that go along with the heart. And of course, it keeps us alive being the number one positive. Mm -hmm. So what are some of the things that you see locally on a regular basis that are very common with the heart? Well, the most common uh, disease is obviously the heart attack uh, with the heart. Uh, that is the number one killer um, in the United States, and both in men and women. So uh, that's the first thing that I would think of when it comes to the heart is your heart attack. And that's probably one of the biggest fears that most people have is that question, you know, am I going to have a heart attack or am I you know, in line to have a heart attack because of the different things I'm doing in my life or is something hereditary that could cause it that I need to get taken care of? Uh, that's a very uh, good question. I think it it can, it is hereditary. Uh, some of them uh, have uh, heart disease very early on in their age and that can certainly become hereditary. But also having risk factors um, like high blood pressure, diabetes, high cholesterol, Uh, these put you at risk for uh, having a heart disease. So knowing your risk factors and having them under good control is one of the first steps in taking care of your heart. You know, when you look at numbers, numbers are always interesting to me, but when you look at numbers, I'm sure there is an average age of the person who typically has a heart attack. And I know not everybody has heart attacks, of course, but I'm sure there is an average age. So what, what would that average be? Is it somebody in their 40s, 50s? What is it? Uh, so most commonly, the heart attacks are usually in their uh, 60s, um, although it's not uncommon that we see patients have heart disease younger than 60s. And that's where your family history comes in or patients with diabetes, like type 1 diabetes, patients who are born with diabetes, um, those are at risk of having heart disease early on in their age. Um, So it's not really um, exactly like an average age, but um, usually 60s is the most common age that we see the heart attacks in. You know, I remember I had a friend who was in just top-notch health, was a runner, uh, great great shape and didn't he wasn't overweight or anything like that but he was a a runner and he would run daily he'd run probably four or five miles each day but when he was about 45 or so he had a heart attack now luckily he survived but when you hear stories like that where you see somebody you know somebody who's in great shape but then just all of a sudden has a heart attack i guess those are the people who you know it's hereditary they've got 
problems that have been passed down and passed down. Maybe it's high blood pressure, high cholesterol. But it's scary whenever you see somebody who you think is in perfect health just all of a sudden have a heart attack. Uh, that is correct. And those are patients that are not, I would say, very common. Um, but I agree with you when somebody who is as healthy and um, exercising, taking care of the health, uh, doing the right things, still has a heart attack very early on, genetics definitely play a role. And unfortunately, the genetics are not in our hands that we can control, but there are other risk factors that we can control and reduce the risk of your heart attack or heart disease in the future. We are talking with Dr. Ramya this morning, who practices with St. Thomas Rutherford right here in Murfreesboro. What are some of the signs, the warning signs that people need to look out for when it comes to having a heart attack? Are there just some symptoms that we can watch for and maybe get help for before it actually does turn into a heart attack? The most common symptom is, is chest pain. Um, that's one thing that I would tell my patients to not ignore, um, especially even signs like indigestion can be a symptom of your heart. So it's very important to reach out to your primary care physician or if you have a cardiologist, reach out to them to look into this further if this chest pain has um, anything related to the heart and if further steps need to be taken. That would be the primary symptom. Other uncommon symptoms which could also be related to the heart could be shortness of breath, difficulty breathing, um, feeling extremely tired more than usual, um, pain in between your shoulder blades, indigestion like I mentioned. Uh, these are some things that you want to keep in mind when it comes to heart attacks. Now, there are muscles that go across the chest, and there's muscles, you know, all around the shoulders, all that stuff. So sometimes I would guess that patients could be experiencing just, you know, muscle pain, which is above the heart, but it's just regular muscle pain. So it, is it hard to differentiate between actual heart pain and just muscles that are hurting? Um Sometimes it is easy to tell. So if it is just your muscles, your skeletal muscles that are hurting, then you can uh, identify or differentiate them by um, the muscle pains are usually worse when you're moving that particular muscle. Like say, if you have a pain in your shoulder, which could sometimes re uh, be related to the heart, but then if you're having pain in the shoulder when you're moving your arm up and down, then that's certainly related to your muscle or your joint. So there are some key features in, um, in the history of the pain that kind of help us differentiate whether this is related to the heart or not. But if you are in doubt, always go to your primary care or a cardiologist to have it evaluated further rather than sitting at home and thinking this is just muscle related. And of course, with regular muscle related pain, usually when you stretch, it's able to help that pain and make you feel better. So I guess if you're able to stretch and the pain subsides very quickly, then, you know, you're probably able to take a fairly, you know, knowledgeable guess that it's probably just muscle related, not the actual heart, right? Um, that is correct. There are certain positions, if it is muscle-related, that make it better, certain positions that make it worse, certain movements that make it better or worse. You know, these all will uh, help you uh, differentiate between the heart and the muscle. Talking with Dr. Ramya this morning about the heart, what are the risk factors for heart disease? 
Uh, like I mentioned before, the most common risk factors um, are high blood pressure, your diabetes, high cholesterol is the more, are the more common risk factors of um, putting you at heart disease. Uh, the other ones are if you have some kidney problems. Uh, I'm not talking about kidney stones, but if you have chronic kidney disease. Um, and if you have certain inflammatory conditions like um, some rheumatoid arthritis or some uh, inflammatory conditions, that can also put you at risk of having heart disease. You know, it, it seems like I hear more these days about folks who've been diagnosed with arthritis of some type. And you just brought that up. And I'm curious, how does arthritis tie into heart disease and heart problems? Well, it's important to know I'm not talking about local arthritis. I'm not talking about uh, arthritis in your knee joints or your hip joints or your ankle joints. We are talking about uh, the inflammatory conditions that kind of affect your whole body. Uh, Those are the conditions that can affect your heart. So we're not talking about local arthritis. So how common is heart disease in America? It is the number one killer, so it is very common. Wow. It's it's scary. You know, there, there's some diseases out there that you hear about, and, uh, you know, then there's others you don't hear a lot about. But heart disease is one of those that it, it stays on most people's mind because of that word heart attack. You know, that that's one of those things that is a big fear to many people out there. But is there something we can do to kind of, I don't know, starve off? A possible heart attack other other than just you know getting basic checkups um, yeah basic checkups are very very important and also getting your risk factors under control are extremely important in controlling your or decreasing your risk of heart attack like say if you have high blood pressure or high cholesterol knowing your numbers taking your medications regularly and watching the food that you eat um, and if you're diabetic, making sure that your diabetes is under tight control, uh, all of these factors play a huge role in decreasing your risk of having a heart attack. Exercise is something that really all doctors, of course, recommend and say, you know, it's definitely needed, but it's one of those things that can really help in the sense of it can fight off the potential of a heart attack if you keep your heart healthy and doing things like walking every day. I mean, that is huge. That is correct. There are a lot of studies out there that showed the benefits of exercise, not just on your heart disease, but also its effect on controlling your blood pressure, your diabetes, your cholesterol, um, all of these. Um, So it's very important um, to get your exercise routine um, in in your daily regimen. It's important to differentiate between being active and exercise. A lot of the times I hear my patients tell me that I am very active at work. I get a lot of exercise at work. So it's, it's, it's very important to differentiate between the two. So being active at work is extremely good than being sedentary, but at the same time exercise is a completely different um, thing comparing to being active. So exercise is where you set aside 30 minutes of time and just doing that one particular exercise to benefit your heart, to get your heart rate up. So it's very important to differentiate between the two. Throughout the COVID-19 pandemic, we have heard more and more reports of people who are suffering from depression or any other mental illness out there. But it seems like depression has really come to light a lot throughout the COVID-19 pandemic. So I'm wondering that depression and stress that may go along with everything happening right now, can that play a role 
in having a heart attack? Uh, definitely the stress can play a role uh, in having a heart attack. Um, any any high stress conditions can is pro, is promotes your risk of having a heart attack. So knowing to control them, taking time for yourself, and um, working out and exercise is very important. Uh, depression um, is 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 one of those conditions not probably directly related to having a heart attack. But if you're very depressed, you do not want to take care of your health, uh, and you may not be putting in as, as much effort as to taking your medications because you're depressed, and that indirectly might uh, affect your heart and cause a heart attack. I was talking to a doctor in Nashville last week, and he was telling me that the number of people coming in for panic attacks has increased as well throughout COVID-19. And panic attacks, the, the scary thing about them is that they can feel like a real heart attack, you know, depending on what type of panic attack you're having. But these are things that we have seen increase throughout the pandemic. So panic attack versus heart attack. I know they're totally different, but yet they may feel the same. Can you kind of go over that? Um, it's, it's, it's very hard to differentiate between a, for the patient between a panic attack and, and a heart attack because the symptoms are pretty much exactly almost similar. Um, it's, it, I would suggest the patients to, if you feel like this is your heart, just come in and check it out. I would not sit at home and think it's a panic attack, um, especially because if if you don't know how to differentiate, I do not want um, you to be sitting at home and having a heart attack. Uh, leave it up to the physicians and up to the experts to be able to differentiate between the two. How... You know, I'm, I'm just wondering, if somebody is prone to having panic attacks, does that mm-hmm. make them prone to having a heart attack? Uh, not necessarily. Um, and, and most patients who um, know themselves and have known panic attacks before, they can differentiate um, between the heart attack and a panic attack. Uh, they they can tell whether they are under stress and if something triggered a panic attack or they are not under stress and you know she and they have symptoms very similar to panic attack and that can help a little bit differentiate between the heart and the panic attacks. How many or, or rather uh, can can men and women you know of, of all different ages can they take better care of their hearts just by doing things like what you were talking about you know like the uh, the exercise and and dieting. I mean, will this really help out that much with preventing a heart attack? It does. Um, I wouldn't say uh, um, like 100%, but there are risk factors that we can control and there are risk factors that we cannot control. Uh, the risk factors that we can control are the ones that we want to work on and get them under 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 strict control uh, to reduce your risk of heart attack, but not necessarily they don't necessarily prevent them uh, because there are other risk factors that we just cannot control. The environmental risk factors, the genetics, the stress in your life, um, the day-to-day routines um, which cause the regular stress, those are things that we cannot control. But, yeah, definitely controlling doing exercise, doing diet, um, you know, no no smoking, um, all of these definitely play a role in decreasing your risk of a future heart attack. The media, you, you've heard a lot of stories, I guess, in the past in the media about how having a glass or two of wine each day can actually help with certain conditions. Is that true? 
Uh, well, there is there data out there having um, a glass of red wine for women and two glasses of uh, red wine um, for men is actually protective of a heart. Um, but um, it, it helps increase your good cholesterol, and I think that's, that's how it reduces your risk of heart attacks. Um, but having said that, um, we really want to define uh, how much is a glass <laughs> exactly is. We really don't want to take a huge glass and say that we are just drinking two glasses of wine. So um, it's, uh, it's, yes, um, it's, it's okay to drink a little bit of alcohol, but not a lot. We're talking with Dr. Ramya this morning, who is a part of St. Thomas Rutherford Hospital right here in Murfreesboro. And we're talking about the heart. February is Heart Month. And we're going to take a short break. When we come back, we're going to take a few questions from the audience. And we have some text messages here. But folks can also text us right now at 615-893-1450. So we're going to take a short break. But we will be right back with Dr. Ramya. So make sure you stay with us. Time right now. 834. Again, 834 on this Tuesday morning, the 9th of February. Come by our store, Music World and Drummer's Den. We're a full-line music instrument store with well over 5,000 square feet packed with great instruments in every category. In guitars, we're your local dealer for the two top acoustic guitar brands in the world, Martin and Taylor. We've got the best selection and prices anywhere in the state of Tennessee on these. This is Dave Kivanemi at Music World and Drummer's Den in Murfreesboro, 2762 South Church Street, across from Indian Hills Golf Course. Hi, this is Peter Demas with Demas's Restaurants. One of the new menu items that we have added is our Salmon Imperial. Our Salmon Imperial is a fresh-cut piece of salmon with shrimp and a crab meat blend, and then we've put our Alfredo sauce on top of it. It's great for a low-carb diet that you can get with spinach, but also... It just has an amazing flavor with a mixture of all those flavors between the shrimp alfredo and then our salmon. Please have your family join our family for lunch or dinner seven days a week at Demas's. Why move into a new house and, and leave a home that you already have memories with? Farrah Construction had already done the bathroom. Then we decided to move a wall or two and redo the playroom. If you can dream it, we can turn it into reality. And they did. The best investment in enjoyment that we ever made. We're family here at Farrah Construction. We care about you. This is Ron Hall with Farrah Construction. Call 615-893-6120. Mostly cloudy skies here this afternoon, a high in the mid-50s. Winds out of the north around 5 to 10 miles per hour. Tonight's slight chance for rain late alone near 38. I'm meteorologist Jennifer Wojcicki on News Radio WGNS. Currently, it's 38. The Action Line on FM 100.5, 101.9, AM 1450, and WGNSRadio.com. We're Rutherford County's Place to Talk time right now 836 we're talking about the heart this morning february is heart month dr ramya is on the air with us this morning part of st thomas rutherford and uh, we're back on the on the show here and dr ramya we have some text messages here some questions and this person the first question it says my blood pressure is 132 over 90 that is typically what it is on a regular basis does this put me at risk and what do these numbers even mean um, so, 130, the top number, is, is good, but the bottom number, um, 90, is slightly on the higher side. I would uh, recommend talking to your primary care physician to see if you would benefit from medication or just 
looking into your diet and see if you are exercising more would help you. Um, getting this risk factor under control is important to decreasing your risk of heart disease in the future. Are doctors these days prescribing less blood pressure medication or are they trying to, I don't know, kind of wait it out to see if a change in the diet, a change in exercise helps before they start medicating? So we do have guidelines that we do follow um, and it depends uh, definitely on other risk factors that the patient has. It is not generalized for everybody. So if I have a young patient who is coming in and is a little bit of overweight um, and with the blood pressure numbers like 132 over 90, uh, I would uh, strongly encourage the patient, give them at least two to three months of time to work on their diet and exercise um, and see if we can get this blood pressure control um, by doing the necessary measures instead of committing them to long-term medications. And I'm talking about young patients, you know, maybe 40-year-olds, 30-year-olds. Um, but on the other hand, if I have a patient with blood pressure on the higher side and 160 is the top number and 100 the bottom number, he's a diabetic and has high cholesterol, I'm going to be more aggressive and get them started on the medication and also advise them to start diet and exercise and talking to them about we can always back off on the medication should they get all these um, factors, diet and exercise into control and we can always back off on these medications. And here's another text message question for Dr. Ramya. It says, how much protection does taking cholesterol medication give to the arteries of the heart? Um, so it all depends on your risk factors. Uh, so not everybody needs a cholesterol medication. Um, somebody with, uh, who is young, who doesn't have any risk factors, and their cholesterol numbers are good, definitely does not need a cholesterol to decrease your risk of a heart attack. On the other hand, if your cholesterol is on the other side, on the higher side, and if you have had a heart attack, um, and these are definitely things, these are definitely people that will benefit from your cholesterol. And it's important to know that the cholesterol medication not only lowers your cholesterol, but it also has the benefits of um, decreasing the inflammation in your heart arteries and decreasing the risk at which the cholesterol is being built up in your heart arteries. So it is definitely beneficial for the right patients. Now, here's an interesting question that somebody asked. It says, what wine is best for the heart? Um, the, the only wine that was studied is the red wine. Uh, I don't think they looked into the brand or the types of the red wine. <laughs> interesting. Uh, another question here, it says, am I experiencing a heart symptom because of my age or because I am a male or is it because of my weight or is it all of it? Um. And it doesn't say what their symptom is, but it just says, yeah. am I experiencing a heart symptom? And then they ask, is it because of my age, because I'm a male, or is it because of my weight? Well, all of these play a role into considering whether it is your heart symptom or not. Um, unfortunately, I probably won't be able to tell a lot more depending on, um, because we don't know what exactly heart symptom uh, he is talking about. But uh, just being... Uh, overweight and having your other risk factors, you know, yes, um, could could play a role in your heart problems. Dr. Ramya with us this morning. Are men more likely to experience a heart attack or are women or is it about 50-50? Yeah, it's a misconception that women are less likely to have a heart attack than men. Uh, and and that's, that's where the Go Red for Women comes in to help um, women be more aware um, of their heart symptoms. Um, 
earlier, uh, there was a misconception that the heart disease is a man's disease, but it is not true. Uh, women are equally likely to have a heart attack and are equally at high risk of having a heart attack in women as well. Um, it's four times higher um, than having a breast cancer. Are the symptoms that men and women feel whenever they're, you know, I guess receiving these signs, if you would, of a possible heart attack, are the symptoms different for a man versus a woman? So the most common symptoms are the common symptoms like having chest pain, uh, going down your arm, your jaw can happen both in men and, and women. But women tend to also have um, atypical presentations, uh, if I may put it that way, um, or different symptoms um, other than the classic chest pain symptoms. They can have symptoms of indigestion, feeling extremely tired, uh, difficulty breathing, pain between the shoulder blades. Um, these are the most common atypical symptoms that women present with and are often ignored by women thinking they are not heart-related as they're not the typical you know, chest pain having in the center of the chest going down the arm or jaw. So they're often ignored by women. Now, this next question is uh, kind of interesting. It says, I am a 35-year-old white male, and I have high stress at my job and increased stress at home with my kids. Of course, who doesn't stress over their kids, right? Uh, it's asking, am I at an increased risk of having a heart complication because I also have pain in my back, in my upper back? Um, well, generally, I think this is kind of the... Uh, life that we live in the current day world. Um, we are all have a lot of stress at work and, um, you know, stress at home, taking care of the kids, you know, getting their homeworks done. Um, those are things that unfortunately that we cannot avoid. Uh, stress in general is, is bad, but that's unfortunately has become part and parcel. Um, how we manage the stress and how we de-stress ourselves at the end of the day is also extremely important. So, um, strongly suggest to take time for yourself. Um, make sure you get that exercise in. Make sure you get that time for yourself to unwind yourself at night when you go to bed is, is, is extremely important. Gotcha. Uh, here's another text message here. It says, we've all been told 120 over 80 is the norm for blood pressure. Are these numbers still the same per the American Heart Association guidelines? Uh, the guidelines uh, vary uh, based on the age. Um, yes, 130 over 120 over 80 is is a, is a good blood pressure, uh, but uh, but it depends on the age as to um, what your blood pressure, uh, how aggressive we need to be with your blood pressure. It depends on the age. Gotcha. Here's another one. Here it says, "My family has heart disease. Grandparents, mother, and father, and it says many generations. They also." can't really read they also are very southern in their cooling it says and their eating of fried foods i wonder if my family really has heart disease or are they all uh, brought on by eating habits uh, a good question i think that that is something that is hard to uh, hard to tell there probably is a genetic component um, in addition to the external factors playing a role like eating fried food yeah, fried foods in the South, those are things that are just huge. And fried chicken is one of those things that most Southerners have grown up on, it seems like. So I guess the diet in the South has traditionally been a little worse than diets in other areas. That, that is true. Uh, another question here, what are my treatment options for 
the heart symptoms that I may be having. And I guess that all it, depends on the symptoms, though, right? That is that is correct. It it depends on on the type of symptoms that you're having. So unfortunately, I won't be able to uh, tell you a lot more. Well, because the heart heart does not just mean heart attack. There are other symptoms, like there are other conditions of the heart that can cause your symptoms. So uh, knowing what your symptoms um, will be able, to, I'll be able to tell you a little bit further about what treatments based on your symptoms. Again, talking about heart disease and the common problems that go along with the heart, February is Heart Month, and these everything we've been talking about are all things that are very common, such as high blood pressure, being overweight. I mean, these are things that a lot of Americans obviously face, so it's, it's really the stuff, the advice you're giving out, these are things that all of us could really use. That is correct, um, and um, with the current era of... Um, fast foods out there uh, making life so much easier not to be able to cook and be able to grab a fast food and eat. Um, I've seen that become a lot of um, a part of their daily routine, if I may say, um, in a lot of um, busy uh, family homes, um, which once in a while is, is okay, but I think eating outside a lot of fried food and everything plays a huge role. Um, in your overall health conditions, your risk factors like hypertension, diabetes, um, all of this stuff. So I think it's important to take time for yourself, take time for your family, um, eat healthy, exercise, and and proper diet will help you put on the right track to reducing your risk of heart disease. And here is another question that has been texted to us. And by the way, anybody can text us right now any question they may have about the heart. You can text 615-893-1450. But this next message, it says here, I work in the shop a lot, and whenever I'm down on the ground, when I stand back up, I feel like I'm going to pass out many times over. What does this mean? Um, There are a lot of things that can cause this. Um, One of the things is the balance structures in the ears. Um, If there are issues with that, change of positions can make you feel lightheaded and as if you're passing out. Uh, The other conditions could be when you stand up, your blood pressure can drop low um, and that can make you feel passed out. So you'll need further assessment for us to be able to properly assess what is causing it and put you on the right treatment. So I guess if you commonly experience the feeling like you're going to pass out or you feel lightheaded whenever you stand up after being down on the ground, uh, you should first get it checked out. But at the same time, this may not mean anything serious at all, right? May not may not necessarily mean serious. That is correct. Oh, that, that, that's good because I think people sometimes, they pick up on one little thing their body may be experiencing and, and making them feel scared about it being some medical problem. But uh, quite often things that people experience are not serious problems, right? That is correct. They could be simple, non-cardiac or non-heart-related problems that can be easily treated. And here's another text. I am a 63-year-old male and slightly overweight. I know I need to exercise, and my wife tells me that over and over again. She says, you'll have a heart attack. What should I do? Listen to your wife and exercise? I don't know. (laughs) Uh, um, yes, uh, definitely get your um, uh, exercise and diet in and be regular with your primary care physicians. Make sure uh, you check your blood pressure, your cholesterol, and your diabetes numbers and make sure they're under control to reduce your risk of heart disease. 
what you know you hear a lot of people say something like well i had a triple bypass surgery my widow maker was clogged <laughs> that's one of those things i think that people used to say in the older days a lot the widow maker what is the widow maker vein well we still use that terminology um it is uh, the artery that supplies the majority, about 60% of your heart muscle. So when that is clogged up, um, we call, um, because it's a major artery, they call it as a widow maker. And having a heart attack uh, in any artery can, you know, can, is a serious problem. But because it, it affects 60% of your heart muscle, and if that is clogged up, that is taking off a lot of your heart muscle out. So I think that's probably why they end up calling the widow maker. It's a scary term when you think about it. <laughs> I mean, that's the widow maker. So I guess years ago, I guess you had a lot of people who died more died often from, from heart issues, right? That is correct. I think in the olden days, um, when we did not have all these um, new treatments, um, we they used to treat with medications and help just, ride out on the heart attack but right now we have um, a state-of-the-art uh, treatment for your heart attacks you get into if you're having your suffering and heart attack that needs to be immediately taken care of whether it's in the middle of the night uh, we are here to take care of you uh, to open up the, the blockage and put in the stents that if it's needed which has substantially decreased the risk of dying from your heart attack in addition to heart disease, there's two things that I've heard several times over, those being SVP and SVT. What are these two uh, these, I think these it's letters? SVT. Uh, SVT. I don't know about the SVP. It is SVT. It's called supraventricular tachycardia, meaning that it's a fast heart rate that is coming from the top chambers of your heart. Uh, it is not a dangerous rhythm, uh, but it is a bothersome rhythm, and it can be easily taken care of. So with this SVT thing, that's something where I guess it feels like your heart speeds up and then slows back down. What, what does it feel like for the patient? That is correct. Uh, most often, patients experience uh, their, fast, their heart is beating faster, um, fluttering in the chest. Uh, depending on how fast it's going, patients may feel chest discomfort, chest pain, they may also feel lightheaded and dizzy and sometimes may pass out depending on how fast it's going. So if you have SVT, I can see where that could also bring on a panic attack. So there's there's different things that can happen with different problems. That is correct. SVT can feel like a panic attack, but obviously this isn't a patient who does not have any history of anxiety or panic attacks in the past. Here's another question that was texted to us. It says, I was born in Tennessee and lived here all my life. It sounds like we need to rethink our diet. How can we learn and unlearn bad habits from past generations? Um, it, it's, it's a good question. Uh, I, I totally agree with you, and I hope they can incorporate uh, nutrition in probably in high school. That's kind of when we try shaping our careers to develop better knowledge about nutrition and overall decrease the risk of heart attack in the future. But if you have any questions about your nutrition, how to tailor them, I would uh, definitely recommend getting a nutritionist consult and they would be able to help you, guide you, uh, and tailor it particularly to you. We only have about a minute or so left in our show this morning, uh, but Dr. Ramya, speaking in local schools, local high schools, do you do that or are there doctors with a hospital who will go out to local high schools to talk to students about heart attack and the dangers and also the things that can cause a heart attack? 
Um, we as a team are happy to uh, accommodate time and um, go to high school students and um, develop more knowledge if needed. Um, and we are happy to do that if anybody um, is um, wanting us to come out and do a, a little bit of a talk uh, to the high school students. Um, all of our St. Thomas cardiology team are happy to help with that. And here is our last text message question of the day. It asks, is terrain, and I'm not sure what that is, T-A-U-R-I-N-E, terrain, terrain, is it okay to take with AFib? So I don't know what this stuff means. <laughs> Maybe you can help me. Uh, I am not exactly sure about that. Um, a lot of the um, supplements, uh, unfortunately, are not uh, studied um, to see if there are any negative side effects and I am an allopathic doctor so I um, I'm not particularly aware of any connection between the two again we have been talking with Dr. Ramya this morning with St. Thomas Rutherford if anybody has any questions or if they want to make an appointment with your office how can they do that uh, they can certainly call our uh, office number um, and make an appointment um, so, so oh no. I guess they could just start at St. Thomas Rutherford. I, I guess that would that be a... correct. Okay. Um, they can they can call, and we are um, we accommodate pa- patients pretty uh, pretty easily. Uh, we get them in within a week. Um, we have a wonderful uh, group of cardiologists that we work along very well, and we are happy to see them if they need us. That sounds great. Again, Dr. Ramya on the air with us this morning, part of St. Thomas Rutherford. And one of the phone numbers there is 615-867-5028. Dr. Ramya, thank you so much for joining us this morning. Okay, thank you so much. Time right now, 854. It is important that we honor our American veterans every day. That's why Family Staffing Solutions takes great pride in saluting our local veterans here in Rutherford County. Veterans, we thank you and your story matters to us. Family Staffing Solutions, stay independent at home and in charge. Honoring and remembering those who served in our military, here is today's Salute to Veterans. James Deck, better known as JD, flew a C-130 in Vietnam. When we went for the long tour, we were stationed in CCK, Taiwan, which is a little town, but a humongous field in the central part of Taiwan. They had like a 12,000-foot runway, which we didn't need. We could land 12 times on that. But it had been a sack base, and they'd moved them all over, so they put us there. With our wonderful president we had at the time, he didn't want it to look like we were had a massive move into Vietnam. In this salute, we talked to a veteran who fought in the Vietnam War. Many other people were stationed in Okinawa and whatever, and we'd go fly in country for 28 days a month. Two days a month, we had to go someplace, Thailand, Japan, Taiwan, whatever, and it didn't count as a Vietnam tour. We weren't there. We were TDY. James Deck in Vietnam. I was still from Iowa at that time. I'd go home and all the farmers would gather around me and they'd say, how are we doing? And I developed an answer that befuddled them. I said, if you can tell me what one thing, if gained, is victory, I can tell you how we're doing. Otherwise, I don't have a notion. I said, I know what I'm doing, and I'm proud of it, but I don't know what we're doing. I don't know what the goal is. I said, the only way I think we can win Vietnam right now is to pave it, but you can't win it, and of course we didn't. This has been a salute to veterans. If you know a veteran you'd like to highlight, let WGNS know, and we'll honor them in our daily salute to veterans. 
Have you experienced the nightmare of water, mold, or fire damage? Call Restoration One for a free estimate. Veteran and locally owned, fast and available 24-7. Restoration One offers preventative maintenance so that you never have to experience a loss like this again. Restoration One, the water damage experts. Precision Air knows you want the air inside your home as safe and clean as possible. Clean the air in your home with an affordable UV system, reducing microorganisms including bacteria, viruses, and allergens. Call Precision Air, 615-930-0088. That's 615-930-0088. 